0: Apologies to anyone who might be tired of hearing about the coming catastrophe known as the Amazon Synod, but the news about the Synod keeps coming. And by news, I mean bishops and other prelates speaking up against this dumpster fire of a modernism party that is coming in October. The Amazon Synod is a huge story, bigger than EWTN or other outlets are willing to admit, and it's not getting covered enough in the news, so I feel that I have to cover it. For those of you just not now hearing about the Amazon Synod, It's a synod of bishops being convened to address the alleged plight of the Amazonian indigenous peoples and to deal with both catechetical issues they're having as well as how to implement some sort of ecological theology into the faith of South America. That all sounds pretty weird to most Catholics, but it gets a lot worse because it's a naked attempt to paganize the Catholic faith. The document meant to guide the deliberation, the Instrumentum Laboris, openly praises indigenous cultures of that region for practices condemned by Catholicism, and calls for more of these practices in the life of Amazonian Catholics, like listening to spirits, which I'm pretty sure is covered by the prohibitions against divination, necromancy, and similarly similarly practices that we don't hear too much about today. That's certainly not the only heretical practice called for in the document, which cardinals like Brandmuller and Muller have both said are both heretical and leading to apostasy. But perhaps the most humorous part of all of this is that the bishops pushing this, who are, of course, the German bishops, who are closer to Martin Luther in their thinking than St. Thomas More or St. John Fisher, are actually not meeting in the Amazon for the Amazon Synod, but in the comforts of the Vatican. For my money, they'd get a lot more respect from me if they met deep in the Uruguayan or Paraguayan jungles, or deep in eastern Brazil, well away from what most honest people would call civilization. But the agenda isn't really to help the Amazonian tribesmen meet their sacramental needs as Catholics. These Amazonian tribesmen have a lack of vocations, like most of the Latin Rite. No, these bishops don't care about that, because if they did they'd fund the african bishops in their vocations boom that they experience yes in africa there are so many vocations to the priesthood being formed that they have to turn away good solid candidates from the seminary because of a lack of room for them i'm sure many of these men would trip over themselves for the chance to spread the gospel in south america to the indigenous tribesmen But instead, the bishops are promoting bizarre practices that will, of course, spread to North America and Europe almost immediately. Bizarre practices like quasi-ordained laymen participating in the consecration of the Eucharist, a sacrament now made of materials culturally appropriate to a given region like root in South America. I'm not kidding about that. As well as, of course, ordained women as deaconesses. Most, if not all, regional changes to the life of the liturgy that were requested in one diocese somewhere and given an indult by Rome quickly spread to the rest of the church. See communion in the hand or girl altar boys boys, or evil modern music in the Mass and you'll understand what I mean. As those three changes to the liturgy violate the norms of the Mass as set by the Second Vatican Council's document Sacrosanctum Concilium. Of course, the revolutionaries pushing for modernist changes don't care about the laws of the church any more than any other criminal does. Which brings us to today's news after that lengthy introduction. Our story could be filed under... While, why you should stop giving at second collections at Mass. Our story comes from LifeSite News by way of the National Catholic Register. I'd use the register source for the uh, LifeSite News article, but weirdly, the register source is blocking in my region, meaning I can't read it in the United States. What gives, Register? Anyway, the headline from LifeSite is German relief agencies financing Amazon Synod predict unmistakable changes in the church. That sounds reassuring, right? The timeless church will have unmistakable changes. At least they're being honest about it. But remember, this isn't coming from the German bishops. This is coming from a German relief agency, which is funded by the church, and the church in Germany is funded not so much by the collection plate, but by a tax levied by the state on the laity who identify in official records as Catholic. The German nonprofit organization calls it an unmistakable departure from the past and a means of decentralizing the church away from Rome. Again, this all sounds like trying to turn the Catholic Church into the dying Anglican communion. I'm always left wondering why these people who seem to love the wacky and weird Anglican Church don't become Anglicans. Is it because they love the Catholic brand and imagery? And yes, I know there isn't really a Catholic brand, but when you don't actually have the faith, the faith itself gets reduced to a brand for marketing purposes. And trust me when I say that nonprofit organizations that rely on state funding rely heavily on branding and the so-called Catholic brand in that regard is almost priceless in the West. Key figures seem to be Father Michael Hines and Perman Spiegel of Adveniat and Miserarior, which are the German bishops' relief agency for Latin America and the bishops' overseas aid and development agency, respectively. These two agencies, along with the others, have formed a church network for preparing for the Amazon Synod under the leadership of Austrian bishop Erwin Krautler, who oversees the work of some agencies in Brazil. Now, why are these groups so invested in a synod that promotes deaconesses, married priests, and most importantly, decentralization away from Rome? I think the decentralization is what they care about as an institutional level because the Roman authorities have long worked to prevent these organizations from pursuing anti-Catholic measures in the developing world, including the use of contraceptives and other population control measures. These two priests, Spiegel and Heinz, said the synod is about responding to the challenges of the times by listening to the spirits who demand who demands the lives of men, peoples, and creations as a whole be defended. Oof. I mean, okay, but the Holy Spirit doesn't tell those in the church to disregard and abandon the traditions of the church and to embrace pagan beliefs and liberation theology. They also said that the working document calls for a profound change in the church and that what will be discussed in Rome will have significance for the church worldwide. That's their words, not mine. These days, those should be ominous words, especially since we now have multiple insiders that the Pope wants the issue of women's ordination to the diaconate addressed at the Synod, despite his words reaffirming Catholic Orthodoxy on women's ordination in the recent past. If you've been wondering where where the Amazon Synod came from, as it almost seems like it came out of thin air, let me help you out. From the same LifeSite article, it makes mention of something called Repem, REPAM, R E P A M, which is the church network I mentioned earlier. Quote, and Advianat helped found REPAM, which stands for the Pan Amazonian Ecclesial Network. Set up in 2014, three years ahead of Pope Francis's announcement of the Synod, its official aim has been to, quote, bring to the world's attention the fragile situation of indigenous people in the Amazon and the critical importance of the Amazon biome to the planet our common home, end quote. According to Cardinal Muller, the body was tasked with the preparation of the working document, adding it was, quote, founded for that very reason in twenty fourteen, end quote. The Vatican also signaled its comments to the register that Repim's purpose was to help draft both the preparatory and working documents for the October Synod. Repham and key figures from the Vatican's Secretariat for the Synod were behind the private pre-Synod study meeting held in Rome last month whose final report included a push for married priests and a reconsideration of the female diaconate. Cardinal Walter Casper, Bishop Krautler, and Bishop Overbeck, the trio of destruction here, also participated in the private meeting. End quote. So the Amazon Synod has been in the works since almost the very start of the Francis Pontificate. Think about that one for a moment. This synod, which promises to change everything, has been planned since pretty much the start of things. The the words of Cardinal Braz of Paraguay helps us understand the mindset here. In questioning religious orders, priestly celibacy, and the traditions of the church in general, he had this to say. You have to look at what is fundamental and what is not. Many things of tradition, which are more of an ancient culture, are no longer useful. I believe it is a problem of authenticity of life. It is also a problem that in many areas of society there is a denial of God, not a denial in theory, but a de- denial in practice. So we have to see what, now what is fundamental and what is not. Many things of tradition, many that are of the past culture, are no longer useful. We have to change a lot, which includes the way of praying, a way of dressing. Citing areas where change is needed, he also added, We have ways of life linked to our founders that are not not essential. A way of praying, a way of dressing, of giving more importance to certain things that are not so important, and of neglecting others that are. All secondary secondary things that can fall, but the special charisms of the founders cannot fall. End quote. Ways of praying, of dressing, must change, huh? Here's a bit of Catholicism 101 for you. Lex orandi, Lex Credendi, Lex Vivendi. As we worship, so we believe, so we live. They say must much change, including in how we pray and live our lives. Understand that when they talk about communing with jungle spirits and embracing the pagan Cosmovision in the working document, which they said, I am not making that up, they are attacking the way we worship, and how we worship directly impacts what we believe and how we live. Worship reveals what we truly believe and how we view ourselves in relationship to God, one another, and the world in which we are sent to carry forward the redemptive mission of Jesus Christ. How the church worships is a prophetic witness to the truth of what she professes. Good worship becomes a dynamic means of drawing the entire human community into the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. The worst part of all of this is that these maniacs use the language of witness and evangelism to justify the revolt against the faith. I know that I don't need to say this, but witness witnessing evangelism doesn't include creating an ape of the church that is pagan in nature, and then trying to foist that upon the church as a whole. And for those people who think I'm nuts for thinking these changes in the Amazon won't hit America, or Europe, or anywhere else outside of the Amazon, I'm going to read you the quotes again from these people, because they're being honest with their intentions. You have to look at what is fundamental and what is not. Many things of tradition, which are more of an ancient culture, are no longer useful. I believe it is a problem of authenticity of life. It is also a problem that in many areas of society, there is a denial of God, not a denial in theory, but in practice. So we have to see now what is fundamental and what is not. Many things of tradition, many that are of the past culture, are no longer useful. We have to change a lot, which includes a way of praying and a way of dressing. Citing areas where change is needed, he also added, we have ways of life linked to our founders that are not essential. A way of praying, a way of dressing, of giving more importance to certain things that are not so important, and of neglecting others that are. All secondary things can fall, but the special charisms of the Founders cannot fall. Again, these words are not aimed merely at the Amazon, because the whole church is going to change. They said that themselves. But if it were only aimed at the Amazon, that would be bad enough. If they were for the faith, but because for the faith must be the same everywhere in the world even if the Church permits different rites of the liturgy in different places. These words are aimed at a worldwide change in the Catholic faith. So in closing, I'm going to make my pitch yet again for the 54-day Novena of Novenas to start on August 15th. We'll be praying for, in conjunction with the Roman Catholic man, blogger Father Heilman and his readers, some 50,000 faithful strong. The intention is for your nation and for the Amazon Synod. The world needs conversion, and the Church must stop the Amazon Synod, or at least have the Amazon Synod's heresies be rejected by the Pope. So please consider joining us in this effort. I've seen Father Heilman's Novena Crusades end at the same time that amazing things have happened directly tied to the intention being prayed for. So please, don't feel that it is a waste of time or the added prayers to the Rosary are unfruitful. It works, it is completely Catholic, and remember, the Rosary is the weapon for our times. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.